Hi, everybody. It's Abby Amiot here with Dr. John Bell from Welsher Presbyterian Church in Denver, Colorado. This is Tabletop Theology, a lighthearted conversation about serious topics. Yay. Yay. Hi, John. Hello, Abby. So this is Thursday. The inauguration was okay. yesterday. And uh, that seems like a, a, a world away now. I know. It's been a week. It's been a week. Quite a week. Nothing bad happened, at least uh, in terms of violence to the capitals or in D.C. So uh, we didn't know what to expect when we scheduled this appointment, but I think we're, uh, we're in the clear. Yeah, usually we record on Wednesdays and publish Thursdays. And we decided this week <laughs> we might just <laughs> wait and see. But I'm so glad that this is sort of just a peaceful, happy time to chat. We thought this might be about the apocalypse. And, right, uh, right. Uh, you know, but uh, gosh, uh, we're, we're in a decent place for a theological conversation today. It's great. Last week we talked about courage. And we sort of started in on humility a little bit. So we thought we might just keep going and talk about humility this week. Sure, sure. Um, I'm sure you have lots of questions. <laughs> I'll try to think of more. <laughs> like we had such a good topic last week. I told, my, I told my sisters in our Zoom conference on uh, Sunday, I said, this is totally unscripted. They're like, doesn't that scare you? And I was like, yeah, it does. So uh, humility. Well, I'll start. Um, you know, to me, it's, it's the lost topic in America, in our generations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we think of uh, modern psychology and having self-esteem and being proud of what you do. And of course, our kids are given trophies for participation and uh, we're afraid to rank people one, two, three, because someone's feelings might get hurt. So mm -hmm. you're all winners. And uh, and to take your place in the world. And humility uh, is not really taught. In fact, in uh, Bill Bennett's Book of Virtues, it's a big book. Uh, Bill Bennett was the secretary, I think, of education many years ago, uh, fairly respected. Uh, he wrote a book of virtues, and uh, oddly, humility is not even a, a chapter. It doesn't even rank. Uh, and I thought, what a what a telling statement on America in our day is that uh, humility is just not a considered a virtue. And um, yet the Bible is full of exhortations to be humble and uh, to live your life humbly. Well, it is, we do does kind of see it. Does that inspire a question, Abby? It does inspire a question um, because we sort of say of like being humbled as a negative thing. Like it's, oh, I've been humbled by that. I have to like, you know, take a step back. Um, is it pretty negative in the Bible when that happens? I mean, I know God knocks people down a peg <laughs> every now and again, um, but how should we approach the feeling of being humbled as Christians? Well, I think, I think uh, perhaps, and again, especially if they may have a negative con uh, connotation, in, you know, to be humbled, uh, you know, egg in your face, um, failed, uh, 
in the Bible, I don't think it has that connotation. Um, it's really the opposite of arrogance. Mm. And uh, it's easy to think of arrogance as a bad thing. Um, uh, aloof, uncaring, uh, uh, not, not concerned about anybody but yourself, pushed to the farthest narcissist. Uh, we've talked a lot about that in the last four years. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving along. Um, so arrogance, you know, is clearly a bad thing. So hum I think of humble as being the opposite of arrogant. Um, it doesn't mean having a debased uh, understanding of who you are. It means having a sober assessment of who you are, uh, you know, understanding your place in creation and in the world and in relation to others. Um, you know, we are not gods. We are not the center of our universe. And, and I think to be humble is, is a way of understanding that. Humble has the root word in Latin, uh, humus or humus, uh, which is dirt, uh, having the understanding that we are, um, uh, to use a good word, grounded, I mm. think is, is the best way to understand that, having your feet on, on the earth, grounded. And I think uh, to be humble is to have that uh, kind of understanding of yourself that uh, in relation to the creation, you know, I think the best way to be humbled is to go stand on the beach and look at mm. the ocean uh, and you know, see see how how small how mm -hmm. small we are in relation to the the ocean and the pounding surf and the earth. Uh, we're fortunate to live in the Rocky Mountain region. We can just walk outside. In fact, right here, I can see the Rocky Mountains and see the snow caps and the. Uh, the splendor of creation and recognize that, you know, we are not the center of creation. We are not God's small G or big G. Uh, we are a participant in the universe and not, not a big part of it. And mm -hmm. uh, yet as Psalm 8 says, we are created uh, yet a little lower than the angels or a little lower than God, depending on the translation. So small, but important in creation in relation to our God. Well, I like that of this idea of being grounded because I think a lot of the times kind of going back to that negative connotation to be humble is to be self-deprecating almost in a lot of like our cultural things. Like I remember, I remember very distinctly as a kid when someone would compliment me and I would say, thank you that people thought I was arrogant as opposed to being like, oh no, you know, you have to kind of push back and, <laughs> and say, no, that's not true. And that would be considered more humble. Um, so I think it's a really lovely thought of this is actually how we can consider our global citizenship almost of humility requires a grounding of understanding we're just one smart small part of a human civilization. Well, I, um, what you said makes me think of laughter um, because there's a way to laugh which is arrogant, which laughing mm -hmm. at others like like aren't you stupid? Ha 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 ha! Aren't you? Um, unworthy, ha 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 ha, and, so, and uh, laughing at others for their weakness. But I think properly, uh, self-deprecating humor, the ability to laugh at yourself, 
is an important quality mm -hmm. um, because we're not perfect and uh, we're not all ones on the Enneagram, you know, where if we, if we're not perfect, you know, there's something wrong with us. We're not mm -hmm. perfect. And uh, the ability to laugh at ourselves and our mistakes and our shortcomings, I think is a, is a strong sign of mm -hmm. what I would consider biblical or proper humility. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in Philippians 2, uh, which is, uh, it's often called the Christ hymn. It's, some think it's the earliest uh, Christian creed that Paul was quoting. Uh, a lot we don't know, but it's a, it's a beautiful summarization of uh, Christ and what's expected of Christians. And in that Christ hymn in Philippians 2, Paul you know, exhorts us to uh, be like Christ. And, you know, Christ humbled himself and, and picked up the cross. You know, he didn't think of equality with God as something to be exploited, uh, but, but humbled himself, picked up the cross, and was obedient, obedient even unto death. And I think that obedience is also a sign of humility because to be obedient means, you know, you have a law, you have a master, you have someone to answer to. Um, you're subservient to someone other than yourself. And I think to understand that uh, to be Christ-like, we are to, not to count equality with God as something to be exploited or um, abused, but to humble ourselves to obey the, the dictates or the exhortations of Jesus Christ and to be obedient even unto death, even death on the cross. Mm. is what the Christ hymn says. So to me, that's uh, to be humbled in the way of Christ, to follow Christ is, is the meaning of what, it, you know, true humility really is. But, you know, as I'm talking, I was thinking in my own life, um, th there probably was a shift. I mean, I, I, I think humility was important when I was a kid. And then I, I tried to remember as I came up on this conversation, uh, in the 60s, it, it seemed to like change. And, I, you know, Muhammad Ali, Cassius mm -hmm. Clay, who changed his name to Muhammad Ali, you know, uh, he would get on the TV with Howard Cosell and he would just like hold his fist up as a boxer and, you know, I'm the... I'm the greatest that's ever been, you know, I'm, I am the best, you know, and he would talk about how great he was and how uh, infallible he was. And, and I love Muhammad Ali, I still do. And uh, thought he always did it with a little tongue in his cheek. There was, he always had a little grin. He was sort of smirking. Um, you, you thought he was being funny. But I think the kids bought into it, yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and after that, Joe Namath was a sports star who's the same way. He was a quarterback, played for New York Jets, and they were supposed to lose the Super Bowl. He said, "We're number one. We'll win." Predicted it, and uh, and they did. And you know, it's like, oh, you know, arrogance. Arrogance yeah. is an important quality. 
I should be arrogant. Confidence. <laughs> and so I, I think something changed in the 60s and 70s and uh, the, the whole culture of self-esteem too. Uh, there's nothing wrong with self-esteem. Uh, don't get me wrong. I think it's important to have self-esteem. Uh, very important to have self-esteem. But but when that bridges over to what I call arrogance, uh, we've, we've left what I think is the call to the Christian. Um, there's a great parable about uh, when you when you go to a banquet. I think it's Luke 14. When you go to a banquet, you know don't don't go sit in the best spot at the table, mm -hmm. lest the host come and say to you, "I'm sorry, this was reserved." <laughs> you know, your tables your tables in the back. Yeah. Uh, but when you go to a banquet, sit in the lowest spot, uh, the the back spot, the the most humble spot. And then the master can come up to you and say, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know, Abby, come up and sit next sit next mm -hmm. to me." And uh, and the whole thing concludes with, "Those who humble themselves will be exalted, and those mm -hmm. who exalt themselves will be humbled." And I think that's uh, an important teaching in the Christian faith. So humble, you know, if you want to be exalted, which it's not a bad goal. Uh, humility is is the path to exaltation. And if, if Christians thought of that, then uh, seeking ways to be humble is important. Uh, stream of conscience consciousness here. Uh, John Templeton, who uh, was the founder of the Templeton Funds and thought to be, I believe, the real founder of the mutual fund industry. Mm -hmm. uh, was a, a Presbyterian elder and very involved in Princeton Seminary, Princeton College and Seminary, uh, supportive of theological things for Princeton Presbyterians, started the uh, Templeton Award for uh, Religion and other things. But uh, it, some of his works, and he didn't author them all, he funded them, but uh, is the principle that uh, arrogance is the main barrier to spiritual development. Mm -hmm. uh, that when we're arrogant, we're blind to God, we're blind to others, we're blind to needs, we're blind to uh, the spiritual world around us. But humility is the main avenue for spiritual progress, mm -hmm. uh, he would say, or his books that he funded to be published would say. And uh, so humility theology or humility religion was very important or is very important to the Templeton Foundation. And I, I totally subscribe to that theory. Pe people who you know, think they know it all you know, <laughs> are, are the very ones who get uh, us in trouble and give Christianity a bad name. Well, I think that's such a that's kind of where it came up in our courageous conversation of being willing to admit we're wrong is a is a humbling thing and takes courage to do. I mean, as a church, we're doing a lot on facing racism right now, and that is humbling as a white person experiencing this. And I think, uh, in a good way and in a holy way, in a lot of instances, um, to experience that. And also, I want to give a little plug for Sunday because it's so funny how these kinds of things all work together. I've been thinking about Jonah. And Jonah is kind of a story of humility. Um, and that's one of the passages for this Sunday, I believe I saw 
doing the order of worship this week. Um, and I think Jonah lacked humility in believing that other people were worthy of being saved as well. And I think that that's something I've had to work on um, of just being humble that to see the humanity in other people um, who, who vehemently disagree with me. I think that there takes, takes some humility there. Well, as you said earlier in the broad in the broadcast, our uh, schedule's off this week because we didn't know what was going to happen on Wednesday with uh, mm -hmm. the threat of violence and the inauguration. But um, normally, I would have preached my sermon by now. But Abby, I'm still working on it, so I guess I'm now going to have to put Jonah. Got to bring in, Jonah in in the sermon. I think it's in the children's moment at least. So <laughs> it's now it's now there. But I thought about it too because my son loves. The VeggieTales Jonah soundtrack, and he listened to that this morning. So it just kind of became a thing today. Apparently, I'm supposed to be thinking about Jonah today. So well, <laughs> that's good, what I'm doing. Good. And I'll, I'll I'll second what you said. Jonah's a great story, a, a really great story. Um, kids like the whale part, mm -hmm. but uh, it's about arrogance. It's about uh, Jewish pride and religious pride, and uh, finger pointing at Nineveh and condemnation of Nineveh and looking down mm -hmm. upon Nineveh and being arrogant um, and uh, not willing to humble yourself in terms of what God was asking Jonah to do. And then um, the self-pity at the end of Jonah is one of my favorite little mm -hmm. scenes where uh, he's in the sun and uh, the bush grows up <laughs> and uh, shades him and the bush dies and he's mad at God because he doesn't have shade. And, you know, God says, well, you know, should I not have compassion for Nineveh, you know, as well as you, I mean, it's, it's just a great, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's unfortunate some of these Old Testament stories are, you know, four chapters in length, five chapters in length. Right. <laughs> It'd be great to do the whole thing, but uh, I only get, you only give me like 18 minutes before, um, attention before I cut you off. Runs, attention span runs out. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I think that's about it on humility. Yeah, I think that we did a lot and uh, we'll be back next week with more tabletop theology. Got to figure out what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <That's I will>. <laughs> I'm sure we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. But thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, as always, reach out with your questions, comments. We love to hear from you. And we'll see you next time. Bye, Take John. Care. Bye.